Welcome to the Miracle Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt, also known as Essentially M. In the world of Essentially M, we dig deep and we do the real inner work so we can rise up together. And it's all about transforming the lives of ambitious women just like you who are looking to manifest radiant health, epic wealth, and radical self-love through my own journey of feeling like a victim to circumstance of being born into physical adversities and going from shy and hiding to totally thriving, aligned, and unstoppable, I've become so inspired to help you do the same. I'm an author, a speaker, and a mindset coach, and it is my absolute honor and privilege to be here with you today. So if you are ready for spiritual growth, personal development, and finally seeing your desires manifest into your reality, then you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hi guys, before we dive into the episode, I have to tell you something really amazing in case you do not already know about it. And this only applies if you are listening before April 19th of 2020 or April 20th really of 2020. But I am launching for the first time ever a money mindset program, which has been so in demand. You guys have asked for it over and over. All of my students inside Step Up Your Game, um, they wanted to learn more about money mindset and shifting old beliefs and breaking up with these old stories that we can carry around money that really, really hold us back when it comes to manifesting abundance. So I always knew that I would create a money program for you. I just didn't know what it would look like. And then all in one day, I got the intuitive download of how to do it, what to do, how to like market it. And I just went for and put it together all in one day. And I'm really, really excited about it. So it's going to be 10 days of audio training. So each day you'll get like a 10 to 15 minute training that you can listen to. There's no long videos to sit through, just super bite-sized audio trainings that you'll be excited to come back to the next day and see what the next one is. And there might be a little um, a little prompt or a little assignment for the day, but nothing too time consuming or overwhelming. And then for this round only, it's gonna be live. So it's the only time it's launching live this year. It's gonna include a private Facebook group of other high vibe women who are in this with you. So you can cheer each other on as you manifest money. You can share your wins. You can post questions in there. Um, It's gonna be amazing. There's already such good energy in that group. And you get me as your live coach. So you'll get a QA and a session with me at the end of the 10 days or possibly in the middle of the 10 days, we'll see. Um, And I'm also throwing in a bonus money manifestation hypnosis, which is worth thousands of dollars in and of itself. And it's really, really powerful. I listened to it just the other day. And I don't know if you guys saw me post, but I had a 4,000 over $4,000 cash day just in one day. And right after I listened to that hypnosis, I also ended up um, with some extra groceries that Derek brought home that Um, the grocery store mixed up our order. They gave us our order plus somebody else's and the order happened to be like all, um, a lot of it was gluten-free food. Um, There was some sandwich meats in there, like really, really high quality, high value stuff. So I just had to laugh and thank the universe for the abundance. So this stuff is powerful. It works. Some of you guys are even manifesting money just from the free training that we did. If you haven't heard that yet, you have until April 20th to catch up on it. It is the last the latest podcast episode on here too, but it's also going to be taken down April 20th. 
Um, but this offer, you're probably wondering what the price is. The price is freaking incredible, you guys. It's a no-brainer price, $97 US, just for this first round only. The next time this launches, and I'm not even sure when that will be, it's not gonna be live. It's just gonna be a self-paced program that you purchase and do anytime on your own. And it's going to be 247, which is already such a steal. My coach and I decided a program like this with everything that's included, especially because it has the hypnosis, is easily worth $2,000. So the regular price of 247 is already a huge steal. But just because we're in these exceptional times, I want anyone to be able to access it who wants this stuff, who's hungry for a change, to change their relationship with money. It's going to be just $97. But this offer is going to go away as of April 20th. So make sure you go to, uh, I will put the link in the show notes. So you can just take your finger and swipe up or down as you're listening to this. The link will be in um, the little blurb for this episode, or you can also find it in our Inner Circle Facebook group, um, which is also where the free money of video training was. I do a lot of free trainings in there. We have a high vibe group of women in there. So if you aren't in our Facebook group, make sure you join that as well just to make sure you're getting in on all the extra content I share, like more vulnerably in there, like stuff you don't always hear here on the podcast or on my Instagram. So, okay, two little things for you. If you want to manifest more abundance into your life and more epic, um, radiant health, epic wealth, and radical self-love, get yourself in the Facebook group and get yourself in 10 days to 10K, guys. No-brainer offer, never going to see it again, and this goes away April 20th of 2020. All right, so without further ado, I will now, um, well, I'm going to explain the interview, and then we will enjoy this episode with Steve Sims. So let me tell you about this episode today before we dive right in. It's an interview, which was a lot of fun to do. And to be honest, I wasn't sure if this person was going to be a great fit for this podcast. I was like, his team reached out to my team. um, And I didn't even know that anyone had my team members contact info, but somehow they found her info and they asked, um, they asked her about having Steve on to our show. And, and he's amazing. He's, he's, um, really well-known. He has a luxury concierge service. He works to basically help millionaires and billionaires and wealthy people have whatever they want, like makes their dreams come true. It's like um, if people want to go party with rock bands, he will like, you know, give them something even better. He'll pull strings and help them go party with them backstage or sing, sing on stage with them. Like, um, he just like bumps elbows with the rich and famous and, and makes things happen for people. He's also wrote a book about it. It's called Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. He's been featured in Forbes magazine. He's really, really well known and really, really obviously successful. I just wasn't sure if that would fit with our podcast here, but I'm so glad I went ahead and did the interview because you guys are going to love it. Steve is so funny. Um, this is such a good thing to listen to during these stressful times that we're in. Um, I just found him hilarious, really honest, really raw, and he'll tell you that. He's very blunt, he's very honest, and he actually dropped a lot of really good nuggets of wisdom around mindset and what it really takes to believe in yourself and become successful. He He's the first, you'll hear his story, but he's a bricklayer from London, and, and now here he is throwing these um, incredible events and things for, for the world's wealthiest and most famous, and he's um, a speaker and 
does so many incredible things. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Enjoy. All righty, Steve Sims, welcome to the Miracle Mindset Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I thought you could start by maybe telling us a little bit more about yourself, what you do. Um, Yeah, who is Steve Sims? What do you do? Who do you help? Wow. Um, (laughs) An uneducated uh, bricklayer from London that now happens to work with people like uh, Elon Musk, uh, Sir Elton John, Richard Branson, and the Pope. Um, Forbes magazine called me the real-life Wizard of Oz, and I'm best known for working with millionaires and billionaires around the planet, as I say, basically giving them more interesting cocktail stories by giving them incredible experiences. Wow. Very cool. How's that and for a how, how does that's Yeah, very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> And tell us your backstory on that. Like, go into that a little bit more. How'd you get your start? How did you end up sort of bumping elbows with, you know, people like Elton John, Elon Musk? Like, how do you go from bricklayer to all of that? Do you know, we've obviously dropped some big names just to get the attention and to, to keep people from switching off. But my story is the exact same as every other entrepreneur. Um, entrepreneurs know where they don't fit more often than where they do fit. Um, as a, 15-year-old that left school in East London. My dad was a bricklayer. It was just natural that I went on the building site, but there was something in me that just kept on going, you know, is this it? You know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And just kept questioning it to the point that the voice was too loud that I couldn't ignore. I then left um, the family business, shall we call it, Mm -hmm. um, and just started doing loads of things. I was a door-to-door salesman, you know, if you can imagine me knocking on your door at eight o'clock at night, that, that didn't go well. Um, I was a, a driver for a cake delivery company. You know, I just tried so many different things, trying to find what would challenge, excite, and make me smile. And of course, I, I couldn't. So as a, as a big lumper in, as I say, uneducated, I class myself as educated now, but mm-hmm. I'm very, very focused on saying that school had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. So at the age of 15, no resume, no qualifications, starting a new job at nine o'clock in the morning and then discovering I didn't like it at 11 and just going home. Um, my mum was thinking, you know, you can't last. You've got no focus. You've got no determination. You've got ADD. And this was back in the 80s when they were still giving people medicine to get over ADD. Um, and I ended up getting a job stupid story i ended up getting a job in hong kong uh, a friend of mine was working for a bank in london they were transferring a bunch of recruits over to hong kong which was now the tiger market and um they just needed bodies and in in hong kong if you had a british stockbroker you were looked at better than if you had anyone else um it's like having a british tailor now i suppose it's got a bit more flair uh-huh. i don't know an american tailor yep probably yeah. still all made in China. Um, so I talked my way into getting this job. Right. I landed on the Saturday. I got drunk on the Saturday and the Sunday with the boys. <laughs> and then on the Monday under orientation, they realized that I had no idea what I was doing. And they fired me on the Tuesday. So I ended up working on the door of a nightclub. Um, mm. And from there, again, not being satisfied, uh, I thought to myself, who do I want to be? And do you know, it was weird. 
from the door of a nightclub, I got a beautiful view of humanity. Mm-hmm. I got to see the couple going out on the first day. I got the couple going out to celebrate an anniversary. I got to see the girls going out on a hen night, the girls going out to celebrate a contract that they've got. I got to see all of these different kind of personalities. Mm-hmm. It was a great fraud, a fraud moment to be able to see what was going on with the world, what was going on in people's minds, how they reacted to each other, how they pretended to be someone that they weren't. Um, and from there, my single kind of step that got me into where I am now was as the doorman of a nightclub, I knew where all the other nightclubs were. I knew who they had, what speciality DJs, what celebrities. So I could go up to the guys that I wanted to talk to and go, hey, boys. And I remember doing this in the beginning. And they'd be like, whoa, whoa, are we in trouble? And I'd be like, no, 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 calm yourself. But I know you like a good time. I know you're regulars. Would you like to go to a different club on Thursday? I know this one's good. And I started giving them a reason to converse with me so I could have a reason to converse with them. Mm-hmm. And the goal was to ask them, why have you got more money than me? Why are you richer than me? Why are you holding it together better than me? Um, and I went from, I suppose, club promoting to doing my own clubs, to doing my own events. And it just escalated to in the end, I was working with companies like Formula One, the New York Fashion Week, Chicago Art Fair, Ferrari, uh, Polo. It was just incredible of the kind of events I was now working in. And along the way, people were saying, I'd really like to have a drum lesson with Guns N' Roses. And I'd be like, all right, I'll make a call. Or I'd like to be able to have, uh, you know, guitar with ZZ Top. Or I'd like to get in the Vatican and meet the Pope. And I just suddenly found I had a talent <laughs> of being able to do it. And my, my, most of my talent, the, the, the biggest ingredient of my talent was ignorance. My wife says that my superpower mm. is ignorance. I wasn't scared. Yeah. I would just go and ask the question. And if asked well, you can never ask a question that's answered with a yes or a no. But if you do get it wrong and you get a no, then you are either asking the wrong question or the wrong person. Say that again. So you can. If you get a no, mm-hmm. it means you're asking the wrong question or the wrong person. But the sen- what you said before that. Never ask a question that they can answer yes or no. Yes let's or say no. for argument's okay. sake, let's say for argument's sake, uh, I want to meet you next Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I came up to you and I said, hey, um, you know, you look nice and interesting. Could, could we meet for coffee next Wednesday? Then you could say yes or no. Right. Okay. okay. But if I came up to you and I said, hey, you look interesting. I'd love to have a coffee with you. Would you prefer Wednesday at 11 or Tuesday at 10? Gotcha. Okay. I'm asking questions that if you were to then turn around and go, no, (laughs) you sound like an illiterate moron. (laughs) And so you are now forced Mm -hmm. to think about your answer and enter into something that a lot of people are scared of today called a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'd be, yeah, a lot, a lot less likely to say no, because I have to think, oh, that makes me sound really... Yeah, you you didn't really leave it open-ended. That makes me sound really harsh or really cold. Exactly. Or so I'm putting, I'm putting you in the corner. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't something that I trained for. It was just something that I kind of realized. Mm-hmm. And so if I was trying to get people into a, par- a private party, 
I would go up to the head of the party. I'd go, hey, I know your party opens up at nine, but I want to be thoughtful of your bottleneck at the front door. So would you rather they got here at eight or 10 o'clock? What would you prefer? <laughs> Smart. And they'd go, oh, uh, 10. And I'd be like, oh, thanks very much. And then that's it. They're in. So it was just yeah. a weird little, uh, little trick I had. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, I have heard that before. It's good. Another example is when you have the little um, kids at home and you want them to get to bed by 8.30. You can say, hey, do you want to go to bed at 8 or 8.30 tonight? Yeah. <laughs> of course, they're going to pick 8.30, but they, they feel like they're having the choice, right? Bingo. Yeah, you, you, you always, and that, and that comes into the second bit, you always want, the trick is to allow them to think they made the decision mm -hmm. when really you've just given, they've just given you the answer that you wanted and you're, the choice there about the kids. Have you got yes. kids? No, I don't. Just nephews. Right. Okay. Kids are the greatest negotiators in the planet. They yes. don't stop and they're ruthless. Yeah. So if you study children, you can become a far better communicator. The downside is true. As we get older, <laughs> we are taught to subdue and in some cases ignore the kind of negotiating skills the kids have. And we therefore lose the ability. Me, I don't think I've ever grown up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really good advice. I love that. Did you always consider yourself like a good um, people connector, good networker? God, no. Um, <laughs> and I still don't. Um, I still don't. I can't spell. I say inappropriate things. I say, I say what I think before I've thought it through. Um, I'm very, I don't want to say raw, but if it makes sense to me, I'm just going to blurt it out. And if it offends, mm -hmm. then I'll apologize afterwards. Um, but the thing is, I don't think I'm a good communicator. I just think the rest of the planet's got really bad at it. Mm -hmm. And so when I actually go up to someone and everyone's kind of like, oh, I can't talk to that person. Oh, my God, that's Elon Musk. Oh, no, no, I, I better mm -hmm. bow. And, you know, let me see if I'm going to get a selfie. I'll just walk straight up, hand out, go, hey, how you doing? You don't know me. I'm Steve Sims. Mm -hmm. And it's an obvious thing that they don't know me, but you'll yeah. be surprised how much it clears the air to get the elephant out of the room. Right. You know? And so, you know, I'll just say, hey, you don't know me. I'm Steve Sims. What brings you here? And I'll start a conversation. And the amount of times I've done that, and then I'll go back to my crowd and I'll be like, how did you do that? <laughs> and I'm like, dude. It ain't rocket science. I wrote an entire book on just how bloody easy this was. Mm -hmm. But hey, that's what it is. Awesome. Yeah, it really is being like a little kid. I love that. <laughs> 100%. How many times you see a little kid and they just do this? They just look at someone and they point. Yeah. And then what do the parents do? That's rude. Don't it's point. It's rude. Yeah. So, you know, so if you're in a room and you want to talk to someone and you just kind of do this, just point at them and smile... They don't know how to respond. They're like, what's he doing? What's he doing? And then you go out there and you go, hey, I thought it was you. You don't know me. My name's Steve Simmons. Please say. <laughs> they're just, they're on their back foot. It's, it's a very easy way to get into a conversation. At the end of the day, the only thing we want to do today with Alexa, Siri, and every other kind of AI quickly coming along, and now we've got the social distancing, mm -hmm. the whole point of today is to communicate with another human being. And yeah. personally, you should always look at um, everything that happens and you should look for the silver lining, okay? Um, I posted today on my Instagram page, um, uh, a successful mind 
asks itself, where is my opportunity today? We're in the coronavirus, or when this comes out, we would have yeah. come out of the coronavirus. But what did you benefit from the coronavirus? How did it benefit you? And I'm telling you now, obnoxiously, I am four times busier in this virus than I was pre-virus mm -hmm. because I'm doing more communication. I'm doing more podcasts. Mm -hmm. I'm doing more of these things that people hate called telephone calls. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all of those. Me too. I love it. There you go. And what kind of mindset do you think it took to get where you are besides just like ignorance? <laughs> like, you, Do you really think it was just ignorance or what kind of, if somebody say now as a fully fully developed adult with all our experiences, with all of our, like, you know, being rejected, having that past, that fear of, because it's happened in the past, we got rejected. How do we go from that then to adopting this, this sort of ignorance mindset that you said helped you just ask and just be brave and just go march up to someone? How can we adopt that now? It's going to be hard and I don't know if I would have had it now um, because our kids have got access the internet has allowed for a lot of people to become stupider and it gives you a fake peek into everyone's life. If you looked at yeah. the Instagram pages pre, yeah. um, pre coronavirus, everyone was showing off shit that they didn't own. Look at my fancy car. Look at me on a private jet. Look at me here. Look at me there. Um, and it was all look, 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 look. Yeah. Okay, like my posting. And how many times did we hear about people getting upset because they didn't get enough likes on their postings? Now, I haven't heard anybody mention that now. Mm -hmm. Now, I came from the 80s. I'm, I would say a little bit older than you, but quite a lot older than you. <laughs> um, I'm an 80s child. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have social feeds. We didn't mm -hmm. even have friends to a MySpace there. And most of the youth today don't even know what those were, but those <laughs> were the first social platforms. We never had them. So we didn't even have internet. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know any of these things and therefore I wasn't <laughs> frightened of any of those uh -huh. things. Nowadays, we're given so many opportunities to learn. We've got people that you can find your own mentor just on YouTube. Yeah. You can literally follow your greatest in your minds, you know, icons and mentors that will help you get somewhere. And they never know about it just by the postings that they put on TikTok, Instagram, and all those kind of things. I do believe that I had two things. One I've already established was ignorance, but one was that enormous trait in all entrepreneurs, and that was to find something that invigorated and engaged me. Mm -hmm. You know, as entrepreneurs, we, we do many, many things, and most of them are mistakes, but we, we're always striving for that next high. We're almost, well, we're not almost like addicts. We are addicts. Mm -hmm. We've got to find something that everyone in the corner of the room is saying can't be done. And as entrepreneurs, we want to go and do it. Yeah. You know, we want to prove them wrong. We want to prove we can. And then what happens when we've done it? We're bored. We go and try and find the next yeah, thing. Next? We go and try and find the next high. And I think... I am a ordinary, normal entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I commenced a journey to try and find something that used my skill set and developed it. And luckily I found it. And now I'm using it in all manner of different scopes that I can. Mm. 
That's so good. I love that you, even in the beginning when you were kind of introducing your story, that you said you you followed your joy and what brought you joy because that's I think that's so important. Um, doing something by force and by trying to make something happen versus like following what actually lights you up, um, what you find invigorating, joyful. Yeah, I think that's a good important piece too for people to just make note of. I'm also lazy. Um, <laughs> I, two words that I would, desire, would describe myself is selfish and lazy. Okay. <laughs> I will only do, when I'm selfish, I want two answers. One, does it benefit me? Mm-hmm. How? And two, how does it benefit you? Mm-hmm. Those, are my, those are my two questions in being selfish. Okay. Right. And then my lazy, and you've already answered it, but in a different format, it's easy. It's relaxed. It's lazy to do something that creates a smile than it is to the, the create a, a, a wince or, or pain or, or aggravation. So as long as you can do something smiling, you could do it all day long, mm-hmm. all day, all night, and all weekend. If it's horrible and it makes you cry and it makes your back, uh, your, your toes curl, you can do it for 20 minutes and then it wears you out. Right. So don't do it. Stop Bingo. doing the things, yeah, that feel like force. Okay, good. Um, and you have a book called Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. Astonishingly, your, yes. <laughs> your company, it's a concierge company, right? It's called Bluefish. Yeah, we have two. We have Bluefish, which is a a um which was one of the first ever experiential concierge firms uh in the planet. And we worked for well, we worked for billionaires and millionaires all over the world. And I also have a personal coaching, mentorship, um, and branding company called stevedsims.com. Okay, cool. And what's the concierge, like you said, experiential, what, what's that business like? So what like- we do, mm-hmm. we never, you never get anything with Bluefish. Um, that's, that's the key. It's always cocktail stories. So <laughs> we had a client that wanted to um, meet the rock band journey. Mm-hmm. Instead of meeting the rock band journey, we stuck him backstage and he actually went on stage and sang five <laughs> tunes with the actual band live in concert in San Diego. Wow. Um, we had another client that asked us for good front row tickets to ZZ Top. We got him there in the afternoon and he actually learned a jam in the afternoon with Billy Gibbons in Billy Gibbons' trailer before the concert went on. So what wow. we do is we look at how can we give you incredible experiences one of my most famous ones that a lot of people know is I had a client flew into Florence and he wanted to go to uh, an amazing, he wanted to have an amazing meal in Florence. Okay. So I actually took over the Academia Museum that houses Michelangelo's David. I shut an entire museum down from three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon till nine o'clock in the morning. And I set up a table of six at the feet of Michelangelo's David. And while they're having their pasta and they're drinking their wine, I had Andrea Bocelli come in and serenade him. So I basically wow. take your requests, ignore them, and then give you what you <laughs> desire and can't possibly dream about. Okay, so then what kind of information is in the book, The Art of Making Things Happen? Tell well, the, 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 book will, the book will piss you off and aggravate you. Um, I guarantee <laughs> it. Because it's all stuff that you already knew. Um, Mm. the story behind the book was that I actually got asked to do a book naming all the rich and famous people that I dealt with as clients. And I knew if Mm. I did that, I'd be dead by cocktail hour. Yeah. So what I did was, um, I did a speech for an entrepreneurial group 
uh, on how to create impact. And the story goes, and it's never been validated to me, but someone that knew someone in the publishing house mentioned this weird British guy. And they went, we know him. <laughs> and they came back to me and they said, look, change of tact. Instead of writing a book on who you work for, write the book on what you do yeah. for these people. So, and how you can do it. So the book actually became, how can a 15-year-old 15, 15 bricklayer suddenly be working with Elon Musk and the Pope? Um, mm -hmm. And so it's how to communicate, how to create relationships, the power of relationships, uh, how, to be, how to make an impact, all of this stuff that you know. And I, I consult so many people and they go, right, I want to start a business. I'm going to buy this CRM. and I'm going to buy this click funnel. No, mm -hmm. first of all, what problem are you solving? Mm -hmm. Find a problem, identify and clarify the problem, make your solution the go-to for that, and then publicize that. Because mm -hmm. people want problems solved, whether yeah. it be bookkeeping, your house cleaning, whatever, they want problems solved. So, but too many people overthink things. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like now, how many people wrote a business plan last October planning for the coronavirus? Right. No one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a business plan should ever be on anything larger than a postcard because you have no idea what's happening Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And no one ever builds in a contingency plan such as 9-11, a recession, Fed cuts, yeah. or a major pandemic virus has just stopped the world in its tracks. No one ever does, okay? Yeah. So I, the book is really a very basic, primitive, impactful way to get things done from me awesome. that's done them. Awesome. I will make sure to link that book up in the show notes so that if anyone wants to check it out, they can get their hands on that. Um, that's so true. I used to plan out my entire year, actually earlier this year, I mapped it all out, all my quarters. You can see my whiteboard over there. And then uh, so far, like income wise, I've been, I've been pretty on track for my goals, but how the how, like the projects, they're all changing, especially with this pandemic, as you said, now I'm switching, I'm going to be coming out, out with like low ticket offers, totally changing everything up. So now yeah. I'm learning, okay, maybe I just, I just go each thing at a time and just make sure I always have some sort of product or some sort of, like you said, solution. What's the pain points? What do I solve? How does it get solved? That's it. Oh, absolutely. Someone said to me the other day, because um, I, I run, a, I run a, um, an entry-level membership site called simsdistillery.com. And someone actually said to me, they said, oh, you know, I really want to get involved in this, Steve, because they get me twice a month. And they went, oh, I really want to get involved in it. But, you know, I want to wait until things are good. No one ever does anything when the going's good. You don't mm -hmm. go and visit the doctor when you're healthy. Mm -mm. You need the doctor when shit's going wrong. You need a coach, a mentor, or someone to help you now yeah. when we're uncomfortable, when we've got chaos. You need to sharpen the blades before you get on the battlefield, not sat on the edge of it. So mm -hmm. I'm actually a lot busier. As I was saying, I'm a lot busier now. Yep. And it will probably get quieter for me when the lights go back on and everyone's out there again. But now is yeah. the time that you prepare, you fine tune, you, you, you clean house. Mm -hmm. That's something we should all be doing at the moment. Clean house. If it doesn't aid, grow, uh, engage, challenge, or make you smile, lose it. If there's a mm -hmm. piece of clothing in there you haven't worn for a year, bin it. 
If there's a piece of um, <laughs> software that you're paying each quarter for, or each month for, does not benefiting you by at least three times that, get it out the window. So today's a great time to, again, it's finding that silver lining today. That's so good. So true. Now is the time to clean all this up. And um, like you said, I've been busier than ever too in terms of business. And for those who are listening, this is an amazing mindset shift for business owners who are thinking that I can't sell right now. Or some people are even saying it's rude. It's inconsiderate to sell right now, to pitch your offers right now. This is when people need their problems solved. This is how have is you it heard that your How the hell <laughs> is it inconsiderate? If you've got trouble now, wouldn't yeah. you like someone to tap you on the shoulder and go, hey, I've got the solution. Exactly. Okay? Now, at the end of the day, like I, I, I will openly say, it's not a pitch, but my entry-level course is $295. If you haven't got $295 yeah. for a year's program sitting on your credit card, then you've got bigger problems on whether or not you should be talking with me. Yeah. Now is the time when you should be focusing on what you need to do, how you can do it, what you've done, and where you're going. I'm going to tell you about, if I may. Yes, please. You can tell me to shut up. <laughs> I've got a, um, a very wealthy client in Ukraine. And he is, he's like a character that you expect to see on a James Bond movie. Um, I don't know what he does. I don't want to ask. He just pays <laughs> the bills and I'm happy with that. But I spoke to him about 10 days ago. And I phoned up all of my clients. Again, this crazy thing called phone calls. Mm -hmm. And I phoned up my client and I said, look, hey, how's it going for you? Hey, Dan, where's your head at? And he was like, Steve, it is great. I am having a fantastic time. Everything is great. And I thought to myself, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning there. Surely he hasn't started drinking already, but <laughs> it sounded like it. And I said to him, all right, you know, why are you so jovial? Why, why are you so out there? And he said to me, he said, um, I bought this factory in 1983, I think it was 83 or 85, he said, I can't, I, I can't recall completely. And um, he said, I bought it in 1983 and the machines have never gone off. Morning, noon and night, the machines are going, they're on, they're going, they're producing, they're going. He said, when one breaks, we have to channel all the merchandise. And again, I don't know what he's producing. We have to channel all the merchandise through other machines <laughs> while we repair that machine up to the standard of the other machines. He said, okay. and then we switch it back into production. It continue. We can't upgrade it because it will run out of sync with all the other machines. He said, this situation has allowed me to tear down every single machine in my building and get rid of the 1983 mm. out of it. When we come back, I will be 10 times faster. Wow but 10 times cheaper. He said, I've never been in, he said, I've never been in a situation where I can put the brakes on, look around and reassess where we yeah. are. And I thought that coming from a no neck guy in Ukraine that again, <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess with. Yeah. And he hit it on the head. Now's yep. the time where we're going to 200 mile an hour. Our visions mm -hmm. forward occasionally, we get to look left or right out for the scenery, but not once in the past years of growth have we looked at our feet and looked behind us and gone, hey, is everything stable beneath us? Yeah. We keep, we keep going. We keep going. For the, I keep. Now's a brilliant time to be able to look at your feet and go, all right, 
where am I? And yeah. should I change direction? You imagine you're a ship in the ocean and you get the chance to forget weather, forget tidal patterns and just stop and just go, hang on boys, put the brakes on. Let's just see where we're going. Maybe we should just change tact and direction. Yeah. It's where we are. It's a gift. Yeah. That's, and that's Bingo. a beautiful, yeah, beautiful demonstration. I was just laughing when you, for those of you listening to the audio, um, Steve and I are on Zoom and I was just laughing when I saw your face when I said that people are saying it's insensitive to sell. I've honestly seen that so much. I don't know if it's more among women that like women naturally, we have this more like guilt around selling and guilt around money, which I think is so taboo and it should needs to not be anymore. So that's one of the things that I'm passionate about, um, making it okay to, to talk about selling, to talk about money, especially for women. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you had ever heard that, but I keep seeing that everywhere. It's like, it's rude to sell right now. Stop trying to sell your, you know, MLM products, stop trying to sell your offers. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like now more than ever is the time when people need our services when people. But have you ever looked at those people saying don't sell? Yeah. Yeah. It's the person that's basically, you know, packing your bags at Costco. That's putting a little note on your Facebook feed saying about how rude you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had no one of consequence moan at me. So yeah. whenever anyone can like put some, you know, I get, again, I sell some very expensive things. Uh, I think the most expensive thing I ever sold was $73 million. Wow. So I'm used to, to, you know, seeing some big wires coming through my account. Mm-hmm. And I get hate mail. I get people sending me emails or, or on Instagram or Facebook, and they go, how can you sleep with yourself? And I say, very comfortably up here in the hills of Malibu. Thank <laughs> you very much for asking. How are you doing? I'm amazed at how many people want me to be guilty mm. for being able to do something for someone else that then impacts my world, my family, yeah. and allows me the stability to then impact other people. Mm-hmm. yeah i like that mindset shift good. good well then i hope more people do it because i tell you if you're not fighting you're flighting at the moment mm-hmm. and if you're flighting i don't want to freaking know you when it comes back around but if you're yeah. fighting i'll stand shoulder to shoulder with you yeah love that um what is some like tangible tips that we can take away i mean you've already given so many great ones and you say your book is just filled with things we already know what are like a couple things people can kind of like maybe write down and walk away with that so they can start to make their goals happen like if you had to just give like you know quick quick i'll give you i'll give you two and i'll give you a quote okay um so we're in a we're in a pause at the Mm -hmm. moment Okay. And I already said to you, and I gave you the, uh, the metaphor about, you know, polishing your weapons before you get on the battlefield, you should be reading and studying like nuts at Mm. the moment. You should have books lined up on your table. We do 40 minute book twice a day at the moment. And I got two kids here. My youngest, he doesn't like reading. Okay. But every dinner time, we end up having a conversation about what he read. So it's getting in, Mm. but his head's telling him as a teenager, I don't like reading. And that's fine. But we do 40-minute book twice a day, morning and afternoon. Nice. And we just pick up a different book. The book doesn't have to be a business book. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would suggest do two to one. Two business books, one storybook. 
Mm. Because it's our ability to dream and imagine yeah. that allows us to dream bigger. Okay, so oh, I, I'm on, um, I'm reading one of the, uh, I've read all of the Dragon Tattoo books. Okay. And then there's a, a new author that's taken over the Elizabeth Sander uh, um, trilogy since the guy died. And there's now a new set of books out. So I'm now reading nice. those. Um, but read, 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 yeah. and read again. Two, get aggressive with yourself and do the clean house. Yeah. Okay. What's working for me? What's working against me? Clean house. Mm -hmm. Okay. And third, I'm going to give you a quote from probably one of the thickest, bolshiest men you will ever know in your world, my dad. <laughs> my dad was a big, thick-set, dim-arsed Irish bricklayer, okay, from East London. And big, solid mule of a man. And I was walking down the road with him one day. I was 14 years old. And as I'm walking with him, um, my dad was smoking and he used to have one that he was uh, smoking and then another one in his other hand ready to, to swap over. Yeah. He was like, he was one of those guys. Yeah. And as we're walking down the road, he put his hand on my shoulder, still with his cigarette in it. Didn't look at me, but he said to me, son, no one drowns by falling in the water. They drown by staying there. Mm. Then he takes his hand off my shoulder and carries on walking. Now, as a kid, I stopped and I was like, what the bloody hell was that? <laughs> Thinking he'd like been consumed by a fortune cookie or something. Did he just say it out of nowhere? I don't know. We weren't talking before <laughs> that and we weren't talking <laughs> after that. And I was like, I have no <laughs> idea what a... But the funny thing is, it. that's always stayed with me. And every yeah. time I've done something wrong, or anytime anything's been done wrong to me, mm. or anytime we fall into a situation like now, right now, we are the ones that made the decision on whether or not we drown. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. I was gonna um, ask you if you have any final like mic drop moments, but I think that's it right there. So <laughs> boom, thanks to Pops. I love it. Yeah. Is there anything else on your mind that you want to share just before we wrap up? Um, yeah, follow people, listen to people, but listen to the people that you want to be. You know, if you want to be positive and energetic, listen to those people. If you want to be negative, watch the news each night. So, you know, you can find me at Steve D. Sims anywhere. There's only one M in Sims. Perfect. I'm a Sims. To st I'm all, I'm an easy thing. Yeah, I'm easier to find than anything. Um, but, uh, and if it, if it relates to you and, and engages you and invigorates you, brilliant. If not, find someone else that does. Mm -hmm. But find someone that rises you up during these days rather than tears you down. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And I will link up, if you can send me where we can find you, I'll link all of that up in the show notes. And just want to thank you so much for your time and your energy. This was amazing. So many takeaways and tips for everyone. So thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much again for listening. I would love, love, love if you could take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media, specifically your Instagram stories, and just tag me at essentially EMM. Let me know what you thought of the episode. If you loved it, share it with your friends, or even better, leave a review on iTunes. And this helps our podcast get like podcast street cred. And this is what helps me to keep getting epic guests to bring to you guys. So help us get some street cred and spread the word. Make our show more searchable so that more women like you who are ambitious and driven 
and want to know all things mindset and manifestation can find us and join our community. Love you guys so much. Thanks again.